0: Those of you who know me know that I'm not a tzaddik. I certainly don't profess to be a tzaddik. Very often, when I get up here, then I have to ask myself the question, what right, who do I think I am, to get up in front of you guys, and to tell you, Musser, the truth is, it's very possible that in certain ways, some of you guys are better than I am. Very often, it's the only justification I have, but believe me, it's a very important justification, is because when I'm up here and I say whatever I say to you I'm also saying it to me. All of us even I have gone to school. I don't know if any of you had the experience i'm going to describe right now i know i have situation where i have a major exam i remember it happened to me once with a very major major exam i was very sure of myself I didn't spend a tremendous amount studying, tremendous amount of time, tremendous amount of effort. I figured I'd pull through. I knew the stuff. A few minutes before the exam, it hit me. I remember a specific incident. I started to get nervous. When I walked in and handed out the test papers, I froze, and I realized that I was much too sure of myself, that I took much too much for granted, if only I had prepared. That feeling, in a way, is a feeling that I have right now. We're sitting here on the threshold of the Ayyman Din. I don't know how many of us can say that we're prepared. what i'd like to share with you guys right now it's not some calculated way to pull at your heartstrings to arouse your emotions it's something that i find myself that i need annually just to come to grips with reality and what i'm going to describe to you at this time is pure logic people die kids die just within the past two weeks I've heard from several people about how friends of theirs are going through a crisis because a friend of that friend died. I could describe situations, people, friends of mine, Alem Hashalem. who are taken away, some suddenly, some out of a process of pain and suffering, people who are taken away at the prime of their lives. You wake up one morning Your ankle is swollen. You don't think it's much. Finally it doesn't get better so you go to the doctor it checks you into hospital. They do a biopsy. They find that it's malignant. They have to amputate. Chemotherapy is not fun. Your appearance is affected. Maybe they're able to affect remission, maybe not. This happened to a friend of mine in Baltimore. A young man with six kids, who was nifter, at a significantly younger age than I am now. Left a young Almana, six children. <clears throat> I have a friend, had a friend. We grew up together in Chicago, in the South Side. It was before your time, Howie. He was white. I remember I used to go to his house. My parents used to make me go to sleep early, but when they let me stay over at his house, our big excitement when we were 12 years old was that we watched shock theater at midnight. We used to hang out together. When he was 16, Shelley went swimming one day She was caught up in an undercurrent. A bunch of us got together, raised money in the day school that existed then for the Shelley Heisler Memorial Library. He had a friend, David. David had it all, his father, Yubadul Chaim, is Vice President of the Teneco Corporation, one of the conglomerates, parents own a, a suite in the plaza. they'll never have to worry and their kids would never have to worry for their sustenance for their physical material needs for the rest of their lives David was brilliant he was in Israel on a fellowship at Hebrew University he got nothing lower than an A he was on the verge actually on, he was on the verge of going to Harvard at that time on a $10,000 a year fellowship which at that time was unbelievable He was in his younger twenties, married to a gorgeous young woman who was the daughter of the Rav of the kibbutz here in Israel, magnificent apartment in Talbia. double, full double, two big apartments, he used to learn every day in Hebron Yeshiva. I can't think of much more to ask for, one day, David suddenly collapsed and died. I could go through various incidents, various experiences many of us may be able to get up here and describe similar experiences how suddenly in the middle of nowhere not only is one's life taken away but the lives of all those who have anything to do with them can be tragically, traumatically and deeply affected. Rahmanul itslan. And it's reality. People Rahman ulitslan. People die. Some slowly, some suddenly, some old, some young. We're now in Israel. You've heard from us how to be wary when you're on a bus or in a public place for any suspicious looking object. Something I dread. Rachman I dread the possibility, chas v'shalom. One night, some guys on a bus just had a great time walking up and down the streets of Ben Yehuda. They're heading back, and there's an explosion. I dread Rahman Alitslan. I would have to make that phone call. call someone's parents usually when I call up someone's parents pertain to whatever it is the first thing I say don't worry he's okay because I know a parent gets nervous whenever they get a phone call I dread that this time I won't be able to say don't worry he's okay I dread, and don't fool, let's not fool ourselves, I'm talking about a possibility. I dread having to (coughs) discuss with someone's mother and father where they wanna make the burial arrangements. It's funny, there's some people say, I'm not afraid. Live my life. I'll have my fun. I have my time to come, and I have my time to go. al Yitzelan. You know, it scares me maybe even more. You picture yourself lying in a bed wake up, it's time to get up, get dressed, you have to call your attendant, let your attendant know that you're up. Your attendant comes, washes you, dresses you, lifts you into a wheelchair. You don't feel it your leg starts shaking uncontrollably. You have this problem with spasms. Takes a couple of seconds, couple of minutes maybe, you're settled into your chair. You have to sit on a special cushion because there's a problem of pressure sores You don't feel them, but if they happen, then they can be healed. It may take months, but they're very worried, the doctors. There shouldn't be infection. You can go to a ball game if it's accessible. Can't play. You can go to a disco, it is accessible, but you can't dance with a lot of rehabilitation and therapy you can learn how to turn the pages of a book as long as there was someone who put it in front of you and you learn how to manipulate the stick with your teeth and your tongue your Rachmano you're quadriplegic the result of a spinal cord injury that took a total of two seconds when some wild Israeli driver on the Kvish from Telstone to Yerushalayim was just in too much of a rush to get nowhere he ran into your car, there's a kid right now, a 15-year-old kid, his family is in Harnuf. They made Aliyah about the same time you guys came to Israel. He was walking across the street. In Harnov, fine residential area and some wild driver that was in too much of a hurry to get nowhere hit him. I hope that they're still able to sustain him on the machines. A 15-year-old kid last I heard, he was lying in a coma. The only reason there's any vestige of life is because of those machines. And Rabbi Sai, it happened in two seconds. I don't know how many of you have had a chance to open up a newspaper in this country or listen to the news. One of the major issues that is going on right now in Israel is the issue of automobile accidents in this country. They're s- submitting statistics. You can listen to the radio once a week. You can listen to the radio every day, and they'll tell you about an accident that happened somewhere in this country and Rachmanu Litzlan of people who are killed or injured. Last week, if I'm not mistaken, 18 people in this country were killed in automobile accidents. This country is a very small country. I heard last week on the news that 3,000 children, just 3,000 children, were injured in automobile accidents in Israel. It doesn't take much for us to look at what goes on and how people walk in the streets and how people drive in the streets. And I'm telling you, it is a crisis in this country. The truth of the matter is, it's not only in this country, it's anywhere. I had occasion this summer to visit a fellow, I think there are people here who know him, young fellow, 20 years old. Yeshiva kid. I taught him in Torah town, bungalow colony. He used to go to Stalin. Maybe he still does, I'm not sure. At this moment he's not. They found a tumor near his spine. They had to perform surgery. I believe the surgery was successful, but he's in a rehabilitation hospital, it's called the Rusk Institute in Manhattan. He has to learn how to walk again. I visited him in that hospital, and you look around. Most of what I saw there was young people. Not necessarily kids, but not people, not elderly people. They have other places for them, the stroke victims. we cannot close our eyes and just blind ourselves to reality. Things happen to people. And what we are told is that on Rosh Hashanah Every one of us stands before the Rabbeinu us, our families, our friends, all of us stand before the Rabbeinu one by one. You all know the Tefillah of the I'm sure at one point or another you heard the story of how it was written. Rosh Hashanah, Yikasevun, and Rosh Hashanah, we are written. Yom Tzom Kippur Yechaseimun and on the day of the fast of Yom Kippur we are sealed. Kama Yavrun how many will pass? Kama Barayun, how many will be created? Mi Yichyeh who will live? Mi and who will die? Mi v'kitzoh, mi lo who's at his end and who's not at his end. Mi Mayim, who by water, Omiva mi who by fire, o mi and who by the sword. Mi and who by wild animals, mi who with starvation, o mi who with thirst. Mi who with noise, o mi who with the plague, and with illness, who will go with strangling, who will go with stoning, who will be at peace, who will not be able to be at peace, who will have serenity, who will be ripped up inside, who will suffer, who will be poor, who will be rich, who will be brought down, and who will be lifted up. And every one of us stands before the Rabbanu Sholeilam. That's what we're told. And he decides on that Rosh Hashanah. And we're given a little bit of time until that Yom Kippur for that decision to be signed and sealed. I don't believe that there is a single person in this room. Whether we feel it or whether we don't feel it. And it's very hard in this world and sometimes especially in our world, to think consciously of a presence of a Rebain HaShulaylam. But I doubt that there is a single person in this room who can say that he knows that the Rebain HaShulaylam is not sitting in judgment and that he's playing golf somewhere in the sky. I doubt that there is a single person in this room who, if he doesn't care about himself, that he doesn't have a brother, or a sister, or a mother, or a father, or a grandfather, or a grandmother, or a friend, that he cares about The worst thing is if we, because we're so caught up (laughs) in our Narishkaiten, can let a Rosh Hashanah pass and we didn't care. I spoke to you the other day. Tshuva does not mean necessarily. Maybe ultimate tshuva means that a person turns himself around completely. But tshuva does not mean that overnight a person takes everything that he did wrong and does everything right. As we discussed in Sheer today, it's not logical because we know that there is no one in this world who is perfect. no one is expected to be able to sign on the dotted line what I did will never happen again and that's a misconception that so many of us have about what Shuvah means because it says Kabbalah lahaba," that I accept upon myself never to do it again it doesn't mean that I'm gonna sign on the dotted line and it'll never do it again Hakadajbaru knows MS Kiyatohu Yotram Vatoy You formed us. And you know what our Yatsarhara is. We're just human. Tshuva doesn't mean that we can sign on the dotted line and guarantee that this is never going to happen again. Tshuva does mean that I can't let the opportunity go by and not care. Tshuva does mean that I want to do something about it. that I want to make myself better, that I have regret for the way that I am or the the way that I've been, and that I want to do something, something to improve myself. Tomorrow night, we're going to be back here the next morning is the Yom HaDin what scares me is that anyone should just be figuring out ways how to avoid Rosh Hashanah it's not easy it's a long davening, but you have to prepare yourself. You can prepare yourself by looking over the tefilas, by making sure that you have something that you can understand. You can prepare yourself by saying to yourself, I'm not going to let it go by and just not care. If I need to take an English safer, if I get distracted just to occupy myself in a positive way, if I need to look things over and think in advance before I stand up in judgment, If any one of us were in jail now and knew that, for goodness sake, if we we're not in jail and we knew that the day after tomorrow I'm going to stand in front of the judge because of some traffic ticket, I would be nervous. So if I know that the day after tomorrow I'm going to be standing in front of the Melech Ham Hamlochen in judgment for my life then how can we not be nervous? We can think to ourselves it's going to be very hard for me but I'm going to give it a shot to try and stick it out. One day. If not the whole day, the major part of the day. I'm going to try for those days. The truth is, the whole thing we're talking about is a total of 10 days out of your life. 10 days. Called Aseres Yumei It's not hypocrisy to make kabbalas for Aseris Tshuva whether those things that we could accept upon ourselves will have to do with how we conduct ourselves with our friends or the minyanim that I'm going to show up for or the shiurim that I'm going to show up for or the amount of time that I'm going to put into the base medrash or the way I'm going to not allow myself to do certain things that I know that I've done it's not hypocrisy for a person to say I'll do this because it's Aseris Humei Tshuva all it means is that I care I know I'm not going to take the chance of letting the opportunity of Din and the reality of Din go by and not doing anything about it. I can't do that. I can't afford that. I'm going to work on myself and how I conduct myself at night. Tonight we're going to go to the Kaisel. I have seen guys who I couldn't believe it. Somehow it just hit them. It's Erev Rosh Hashanah. And these guys were davening their heads off. And pouring their hearts out. How how am I going to act tonight? Maybe I can give myself a break and give my friends a break. And try to get to sleep. And make a point on getting up tomorrow morning. Because I want to be able at least to show when I stand the day after tomorrow, before the Melech Malchey Amlochem, that I cared. That it made a difference. For ten days out of my life, I can accept things upon myself that I'm going to do, or things that I'm not going to do. when we weigh the potential reality that we're dealing with here for us, for our families, for our friends, for Klal Yisrael, for the entire world of Jewry that needs so much now when we weigh the potential reality then whatever we put in maybe it's a drop in the bucket but it's a very precious drop let us take the next days let's not waste them they are serious it's not worth it for any of us to take the chance to let them just go by. And I hope that we can all be zaychech to